This is the Reconstructed Man Podcast. My name is Lane Ingram. And I'm Daniel Thurman. The Reconstructed Man Podcast is a place where we explore the transgender experience by sharing our stories and lifting up the voices of others. The show is for everybody, trans, cis, and everyone in between. This show is about building community and making connections, and we're glad to have you here with us today. Yes, we are. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. We are on the eve of the new year, 2021, so I'm pretty happy, pretty happy about that. I'm ready to say goodbye to 2020. Anyone else? Hey, I saw a hilarious meme that said everybody's like, you know, can't wait to say bye to 2020. Like tomorrow we're going to wake up and it's just like all good. <laughs> and like, you know, I I want to be there like that, you know, like, yeah, man, got to say goodbye to this year, you know. But I mean, we still have 20 days left of who's in charge. And also Maybe. like winter and also like still a debacle. Like, I mean, OK, but. It is New Year's Eve and, uh, you know, we can do, we can, we can have new beginnings tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I think everyone's just like, give me something new. I don't care what it is. Like make it just feel a little bit different. And I, I I think there's just going to be a collective global universal excitement that it is a new year and you know, there's just some new energy out there. That's what I hope. Some uh, better things on the horizon, yeah. potentially. Yeah, yeah. And when literally the entire world is looking forward to that, I think there's going to be a shift. I really do. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I do want to be appreciative too, because I think 2020 has brought some very interesting, uh, you know, <sighs> perspectives on on personal life, on on communal life. I've definitely taken a lot away from it. Uh, this podcast, uh, I don't think could have happened had we not had the right circumstances, you and I. So I'm, I'm, I also want to be really thankful for, for what I've, I've gained from it. Um, you know, lockdown quarantine hasn't been completely all bad. Uh, it's taught me some new things about myself and and how I relate to others. So, so those are good things. And I'm going to, I'm going to think about those tonight as I celebrate, uh, the, uh, the fuck off to 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I give you that. I mean, it's like, (laughs) you're ridiculous. I give you that, but it is, I mean, look, I think 2020 has kind of been awful. I mean, Mm. overall, like just kind of awful and ugly. Um, when you think about the politics and you think about the racial injustice, you think about the economy and like the election fraud, just the ugly, Mm. um, when you think about the number of trans people that were killed this year, right? I mean, there's some ugly, ugly things um, that that are kind of hard to let go of. But to your point, really good things too. I mean, lots of great representation in the LGBTQ plus community in the election, right? Joe Biden won. We have our first African American and uh, what is she? What what is she also Indian? What is she also Kamala? Um, yeah, Indian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indian American. First person of color, female. Um, I mean, really great things. Our podcast. I got to spend a lot more time with my family. Um, You know, everybody that I've talked to, even though we've been in a pandemic, like being able to work from home has given people a chance. I mean, I think a lot of us have worked harder and smarter. Um, And I think, you know, good changes will come for that. Um, But we have been in a pandemic and like it just has sucked. And we're tired and you know so i'm looking forward to 2021 but like we have work to do like Mm -hmm. a lot of work to do and changes to be made yeah 
Yeah, and I think uh, one thing that's kind of come from that too is to that point of there, there needs to be so much that that's done and changed. I think people woke up. You know, I, I don't think that any of the um, the inequities that we have seen so so vividly this year they they have always existed. But I think more and more people are waking up to them and just saying, you know what, I want to be a part of the solution. And I, maybe I didn't even realize I was part of the problem. So we've got, yeah, we've got a lot of things that are happening. I don't even think it's just in the U.S. It's across the, across the globe right now. People are, are waking up. They're, they're protesting. Uh, they're voting. They're speaking up. Um, you know, they're just trying to figure out what they can do. And I, I think that's pretty awesome because th- these things have been happening for a long time. Um, I think... Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, George Floyd brought a lot out and a lot of people's awareness uh, to what's been going on for a long time. And I think the pandemic has really uh, shifted how we're seeing things are disproportionate and, and affecting disproportionate um, populations. So it's time that as a community, as a society, we all wake up and figure out how to make these changes. So I'm hopeful for that. Yeah. I hope people wake up tomorrow morning on, on the, the, you know, the new day of 2021 and have some more energy to get to work. Cause you're right. We got a lot to do. Well, and I mean the good, the, the good thing about our podcast, right? So getting back to that, we did start it. We do get to share stories and lift up voices and, you know, share expansion and try to help build a community there where, you know, we can start to, to do some of this work and, you know, build bridges, make connections, stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. The great thing about this show, too, is that it's reaching people, um, you know. I'll give a shout-out to my cousin Bailey in Colorado who sent a great note. She loves your voice. Um, <laughs> she made sure to say that your co-host has a really great voice. <laughs> I could hear her saying it that way. But, I mean, just, you know, she's cis and 24 and finds it finds it informative. And, and that's what we hope. You know, we want to be helpful. Um, and I think it's, think it's happening. So... People yeah. need to share and mm-hmm. keep listening, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've met a few people um, through the just the creation of this podcast. I never would have met without it. Um, had some amazing conversations recently, um, and uh, a lot of people are just um, thankfully sharing with us, opening up, and letting us know how it's it's impacting them. Whether it's new information to them, whether it's supporting them, whether it's you know helping them see their story out there uh we're glad to just help in that way and we hope to continue to grow i know that we're loving doing this podcast and it is so awesome to hear that other people are enjoying listening to it so thank you for all of you all of our new friends out there that are are tuning in and uh we can't wait for 2021 to to see what we bring you guys that is right all right so should we get into it let's get into it all right well today's show is about testosterone all of it, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, the beautiful. Um, and it's not just physical, it's emotional, right? Life changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge, right? Hormones are an amazing thing for the transgender community. Um, and to be able to see these changes actualize in our bodies, but they are serious. Hormones are serious and testosterone has a lot of, uh, effects, good and bad. So Lane and I have been talking about this for a while and knowing that this is an important topic for the trans community. And so we wanted to bring to life the, uh, the experience as much as we could about what are the impacts of taking testosterone. So to make it a little bit easier, because there's a lot to this, uh, we created a, uh, the, the Reconstructed Man's Guide to Taking Testosterone. Um, we're going to put this on our website, so you guys will be able to go and download it as a PDF so that you have uh, 
something um, past the show that's got a little bit more detail to it. But we broke this down essentially into six different categories to help us kind of wrap our head around it and so that you guys could follow along. Um, so first we've got sexual uh, changes that are going to occur, physical changes that will occur. Um, we're going to move into then the emotional and mental health aspects of this different applications of testosterone, so different ways you can take this um, and dose it, uh, the risk, uh, which are important for us to talk about, and then finally we're going to end on healthcare and what you all need to know um, if you're starting testosterone, considering it, or are, are long-term into it already and just want to know what's changed because a lot's changed. So so that's it, and uh, let's uh, want to start off. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. All right. So first, we're going to get into sexual. Now, what we're going to do here is just kind of give you a bit of a rundown of some of the things that you can expect. Uh, but keeping in mind that testosterone and hormones are going to impact everyone differently. So what might have happened to Lane didn't necessarily happen to me. We didn't experience the same things. So we're going to try to illuminate that through each of these categories. But first, we're going to just give you, you know, give you guys just a, an idea uh, quickly of, of some general changes you may may see um, through your body. So sexual. First and foremost, this is probably what everyone's most interested in, right, is that, yeah, you're probably going to experience an increase in your, your sexual libido. You're going to be horny, and you're probably going to be horny right away. It does not take much time for that effect um, to, to see itself through... Um, through the administration of testosterone. So as soon as you have an increased level of testosterone, you're probably going to be experiencing, to some extent, um, an increased uh, interest in sex. You know, you might be thinking about it more. You might be easily, more easily turned on. Um, and, and there might just be, you know, physical areas of your body that that are getting juiced up that didn't before. So there's, there's definitely that to be aware of. Um, I think, I don't think it's a bad thing uh, at all. But sometimes it might just feel like you're a little bit, uh, you know, <laughs> going crazy. You're experiencing puberty, uh, you know, as a male, and, and it can get pretty intense. So anything to add to that, Lane? I think we're going to get back to it. I think it was important <laughs> that you started with that one because you're older than me and much more mature. No, I'm kidding. But he's right. I mean, yeah. it just, I mean, it happens and it just kind of can can hit you. But yeah, we'll get back. So the second one is physical, right? And in physical changes, it's beautiful. It's what you know, for most of us is part of our motivation, right? Cause we want the outside to match the inside or, you know, we're striving to get to, you know, what we always thought we were going to be. And so that's the, the beautiful thing that you would have died for, right? Or at least I would have died for. Um, but it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster and it takes time and your patience will be tested. Um, you know, some people are a lot, are, are very patient. I am not one of those. Um, but just to go through some of the things that you might see, right? Your skin might change a bit. Your body's going to redistribute some fat. Um, you'll see an increase in muscle mass, like obviously. Um, <laughs> you may see, you know, more veins. Like if I like really, like the other day, my wife was like, hey, you got some veins coming out of your neck. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, woman. No, um, <laughs> but, you know, your vocal cords will thicken. Um, and then you got the hair. When we get back to this, Daniel is an expert on hair growth. <laughs> Um, Thanks. and then with the physical, <laughs> you have the reproductive changes, um, that we'll talk about. So those are some of the physical changes that, that can happen to you. Yeah, definitely. That that's probably the most significant category. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Lane and I have, um, somewhat similar and somewhat different experiences with that. So we'll, we'll definitely highlight some of those here as well. 
Um, and then uh, there's also um, third is the emotional mental changes, um, which is pretty important for us just to, to, to talk about and take some time because uh, hormones aren't only going to have a pretty tremendous impact uh, on your physical changes and your physical body, but it's also going to have almost the same amount on your mental and emotional state of mind. Some people report really good effects from this, uh, increased concentration, more energy, um, clearer thoughts. Um, but there's also uh, the, the reverse that could potentially happen as well. We could see increases in anxiety, in tension, um, in frustration. Uh, we could see spikes in anger. Um, if, if we have some underlying mental health issues as we're going into the transition, and to be honest and to be fair, a lot of trans folks you know, we came from a, a pretty significant background of trauma. So we're carrying some stuff with us. Now we inject hormones into our bodies um, and that's going to be changing the way that we we act and feel about things. So it's important to know, you know, if, if you've got some mental, underlying mental health concerns and conditions already, or even if you don't, this is something to pay very, very close attention to um, uh, because as much as you're going to see physical changes in yourself, your brain's changing the way that you react and respond and feel about things um, is going to change as well. So super important for us to spend some time on that too. Yeah. And we'll get back to that, but important to mention, I mean, you're, you're still going to be you, but it's really important to recognize and be okay with the changes that are happening, or at least, um, you know, have a recognition that it's happening, right. And be honest about it. Cause you know, you have to work through it, but yeah, we'll get into it. Number four, our fourth thing in the Reconstructed Man's Guide to Taking Testosterone, application, okay? It's because there's so many different ways that you can take tea, um, and there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages um, to all of the ways, um, and, and a lot of this is all intertwined. You know, we said we're going to talk about healthcare and risk, um, and some of that can weigh into the way that you decide to apply your tea, Um just to go through it real quick, we have, you know, there's injections, there's gels and creams, patches. Um, you can do it orally. Um, there's implants. Um, so there's multiple ways that it can be administered. Um, Daniel and I both do it differently. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a lot of ways to administer it. Make sure you guys are talking to your healthcare providers, too, about what might be best for you. Um on that note, there's also some significant risk that we we do want to bring up. Um, things are changing a little bit in um, science and research and what we understand about the potential side effects of taking testosterone. Um, we are going to be taking it to a higher extent as trans males than, um, than a cis male might for uh, hormone therapy. So there's, there's a higher level that our bodies are going to be taking in for uh, potentially a very long period of our lives. Um, what to know about this right now. There used to be, when I started taking testosterone 20 years ago, one of the largest side effects that I was always warned about was an increased uh, rate of cholesterol. So that's one of the things that I constantly have reviewed in my blood labs uh, every six months. Um, I haven't really seen too much of an issue with it at all, nothing that diet couldn't, couldn't correct, but more and more the science is showing that that's not as much of a concern. Um, in fact, there's very little research that, that correlates those two together um, through, through uh, testosterone, hormone therapy, and high cholesterol risk. But what is important to know is um, what, what I was never talked about you know, 15 years ago to me, and then I'm now starting to see uh, more and more trans folks talk about it, which is great, um, is the, the, the higher risk of having blood clots. 
Um, this is definitely something that as a trans male on hormone therapy, you need to be aware about. And it is something that you can have easily tested through your blood work. Your doctor, if they have any knowledge about testosterone and hormone therapy um, in the trans community, will absolutely be testing you for this. Um, and there's definitely some things that you can do too uh, to prevent blood clots. But something to be aware of, blood clots are, are horrible things. They can lead to strokes. They can lead to heart attacks. Um, not anything to, to take lightly. Um, we do know that there, there's potentially an increased risk if you're taking a level of testosterone that's too high for your, for your own body to metabolize. Uh, but again, through those blood labs that you're going to be getting constantly and consistently with your doctor, you should be able to see if that level goes up to a point that is of concern. So uh, definitely be aware of that for a, a risk as well. And then lastly, know that once you take on testosterone and some of these changes do take place, that a few of the changes are irreversible. There's no going back. Um, for instance, any changes you're going to notice in your voice probably not going to go completely back to what it was before testosterone. Your voice is going to get deeper, potentially, maybe more coarse. The vocal cord changes and the thickening of the vocal cords is not something that's going to, um, it's not going to go back. Same thing with hair growth and hair loss. So you start losing hair. Trust me, if I could just stop, stop taking testosterone and grow my hair back, I probably wouldn't, but it might be a little tempting right now. But none of that's actually going to take place. So once you get, you grow hair and you lose it, that's pretty much going to be permanent. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that, that that wraps up things to just be aware of that there are some things that are irreversible. Uh, so take that into consideration. <laughs> There's also, I mean, I think, you know, as we were going through this, um, and not just saying this because we're going to back to it, but when I, we were going through this and talking about the risk, you know, to me, when you look at risk, re re risk reward, um, I just you know, reward, reward, reward for me. Um, and then the final category, um, and I'll give you just a quick bullets um, before we dig back into all of this, because this is exciting, uh, especially since you're going to start back out with the sexual category. But anyway, <laughs> okay, so the last Can't one. Can't wait to get back to that. Health, huh? <laughs> right? Health, um, which which is kind of like the foundation cornerstone of actually getting this done. Um, and so what we're going to talk about when we get to this section is, you know, insurance coverage. Um, what, you know, kind of, you know, we're not experts, right? We have our own insurance and, you know, we've done some research, but we want to provide a couple of resources um, if you're looking or if you have questions about that. Um, and then also obviously provide our experiences with, you know, the way we apply it and how it's worked for us. Um Another important thing is your doctor, right? I mean, the doctor is so important. And along with the doctor, you know, medical thinking, you know, a therapist is going to be important in this process too. Um, making sure that you have someone that you're comfortable with um, who has experience um, and that you can trust. Um, and so we'll give you some information about, you know, ways to go about finding that. And then we'll talk through some of the online transgender healthcare resources that have uh, recently popped up, um, but also provide great resources. Um, some are membership based. Um, some are, you know, getting ready to launch, but really providing kind of like specific healthcare for um, our community and resources like that. So this guide is, it, it's a lot. Um, and so we wanted to give you a quick overview before we dig right into it and tell you kind of how it's been for us, but hoping that it's helpful and you know, it's going to continue to change because hopefully our landscape continues to change as we, you know, continue making, you know, more advancements in legislation as, you know, better healthcare becomes available, um, different options for people. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but you know, I think the good thing is, is, um, yeah, like, like Lane, um, is saying there's, there's just so many new resources that are coming out so much more knowledge. There's more research on this. Uh, so this is going to continue to evolve. We hope that our guide will continue to evolve as well. Um, so we'll keep it as current as possible, but make sure you check out the guide on the reconstructed man.com uh, website, uh, so that you can have some more details there, but yeah, let's get back into it. Um, I think you know, one of the things that is has been really helpful with uh, Lane and I talking to each other about all this is realizing how different both of our experiences, our similar experiences, have been. When we're talking about taking testosterone, it's going to be different for every single one of us. There's going to be some similarities, but I think it's important to just let your body process it in whatever way that is. But saying that, there's just, you know, definitely some good things to know. So what Lane and I thought would be a really good, helpful thing for you guys to hear about is just our different experiences or the different ways that we experienced what we were going through with these changes. Uh, I started hormones, uh, taking testosterone when I was, I think, 18. I was 18 or 19 years old. So this would have been in like 1998. Um, it was a long time ago. So I've been on testosterone for a good portion of my life. Um and so that already is a little bit different than, than Lane's experience. Uh, how long have you been taking testosterone for, Lane? I uh, started in 2017. Okay. So, so like February 2017, so almost four years. Okay. So mm -hmm. uh, what's been interesting, too, is as we started to talk about this show, I had to go back and think about some of my experiences because it has been so long. Um and, and, you know, Lane is still going through, you know, maybe some of the changes. So I think that'll be helpful as we, we kind of dive into these categories. Um, I mean, sexual, I, I don't know what to say about that besides just get ready. You know, you're gonna have increased libido. That, at least that's what happened to me, right? Um, I, Lane, <laughs> anything other than that? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it is, it's a thing, you know, and it's intense and, you know, luckily for me, uh, I was married. I mean, luckily, I guess you can <laughs> take that both ways. I mean, if you're, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're single, that could work out good for you too. Um, not so much in a pandemic. Um, but you know, luckily for me at the time, I, you know, I was married and things work out, but I mean, it's just, it is, it is an intense thing and it's, um, it's wild. And, uh, but it's cool. I, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. I remember having much more empathy for young pubescent teenage boys at that point because I'm like, wow, this is kind of intense. Like it might overtake your brain a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, like no, you, it yeah. does. Like I mean, it everything does. You, makes you, you think, think a little different. <laughs> like, yeah, you could turn everything into that. I mean, it's just as like. What else is there to think about? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And it kind of just happens and then it it stays though. I mean, it kind of seeps into who you are becoming too. I mean, maybe that's just me, but like it's sort of always in the back of my mind. Not that it, you know, I mean, not that it wasn't necessarily before like that, but I mean, it just is different and <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. Yeah. I think that's a good point because, um, you know, there could be a little bit of guilt or shame in having an increased libido and, and thinking about sex more and being you know, more easily turned on because it is a pretty significant spike at first. And I would say that that probably for me, I, I don't know, I'd say maybe like a, a few years 
like three ish years, I would, I would say at least I could, I could honestly say that, you know, it really impacted me. I'm a much more sexual person now than I was prior to T, but there was definitely a period of, of like a spike where I'm like, this is got, I got to get control of this. This is crazy. You know, <laughs> but that, to go to a meeting. <laughs> I had to go to a meeting, right? I don't, it didn't last, that didn't last forever. So, um, no. but, but there definitely is some, you know, some new energy uh, around sex for sure. And I think part of that too is coming into our own bodies, liking our bodies more. You know, we're seeing yes. these physical changes. And I think what's an interesting thing that people forget to talk about um, with, with, with sex and being turned on is that it's not only our partners that are turning us on, that we turn ourselves on as well. So as a trans person comes into enjoying their bodies more, feeling more connected to it, feeling prouder of it, you know, muscles are growing, hair's growing, you know, body fat's going away in certain areas. Um, we like ourselves more, so we're, we're more sexual beings uh, in that way. So, oh, it's amazing. Well, I mean, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's why this is also interconnected. You know, if we move into the physical, right, what you're talking about is one of the main things that happened to me, which was my biggest change in me that came from the physical changes was confidence. And when you're confident, right, like you're sexier, you're, you know, you're more appealing. Um, you like yourself more. I mean, so when I say the physical changes were beautiful, you know, and I would have died for them. I mean, I don't regret one single thing about this because of the way that I look now. Right. I mean, I think, you know, and again, this all ties together and we get into the emotional mental part of it. Right. And you might feel self-conscious as you're getting around people, but like, as these changes happen, it's all working together. You know, like we talked about the skin changing, right? Like that wasn't a big one for me. One of the, the two biggest ones for me, I'm going to say the three body fat. Right. Um, and you know, I, I had gotten kind of heavy actually, you know, I was a college, college athlete and, and at my, in my playing days, I played between like, I want to say 137 and 142. Right. And that was like kind of skinny as I look back, like I was lifting weights. And so, I had gotten big. Like, I think I was like maybe 200 pounds at one point. And, um, I guess I was wearing it fine. Cause that's just how I was looking, you know, but like, I was not happy with myself in general, obviously. And so, I mean, I've slimmed down a lot, you know, and it, my body structure has changed. My shoulders are different. My hips are different. I mean, I like it better, you know? And so like, that's been a big one for me. And I think it's been shocking for people. Um, and then like the voice, was a big one, but I like my voice a lot better now. Um, I I can't wait until it even drops a little more if it will. But I mean, it just, it helps, you know, I was worried that I was going to have, and this is, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I'm just an honest person. You know, I was worried that it might come out kind of like robotic, you know, how you, it can sound like kind of chipmunky sometimes when you're in between in your transition. Mm -hmm. I was worried that I was going to stay there, but I think, you know, I've, I think it's doing it. I can't sing at all. And that's making me sad because I enjoy that. Um, that's and tough. then my third one, I guess, is the muscle mass, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those guns. Um, but yeah, what about you physically? I mean, obviously, we could see part of, <laughs> part of you. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the hair has been... Uh, it's a new issue for me because 
new as like the past five years because I had like, you know, hair amounts on my body that when I started to take testosterone, I liked the increase of hair growth. I liked it a little bit more on my arms. I liked my, my, my hair on my legs and, yeah. you know, I, I had, um, you know, a good amount of facial hair, nothing excessive, but like a good amount. And then like five years ago, it just seemed to like my body did not get the message that I didn't need any more body hair. And so it just is like pop. I don't know if there's a place on my body that doesn't have <laughs> hair on it anymore. I was going to a, a show pre-COVID, uh, like a concert, and they were putting on one of those little sticky bands on me. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the girl at the door was like, oh my God, like I have nowhere to put this, you know, like this is going to get wrapped up in your hair. Like that's a lot of hair. And I was like, thanks, you know, calm down. Maybe a lot of guys Whoa. would like that, but I'm pretty sensitive like, about it's it. It's not that much, you lady. Know? Yeah. Like I'm now like having to trim. I got hair on my back, my shoulders, just places that I'm not, I don't want it. And it, it, it's not getting the message. So I, you know, and then I started to, to, um, a while ago, this is kind of funny. I think this is a little bit karma. I don't know if I shared the story with you before or not, but when I was young, you know, I had, I had a lot of hair on my head. I have, you know, Italian roots in my family, a lot of hair on my head. And I always wanted to have the receding hairline. Right. I was just like, I need to have a <laughs> Like that's just like a man thing to have. So when I was younger, I actually like sh shaved in a receding hairline. I mean, <laughs> like Eddie yeah. Munster looking. Just... <laughs> oh man. It was that's so the bad. worst. Yeah. I think I was probably like, you give me some old. of that hair for this patch on my face right here. <laughs> well, Gosh. I can't give you any more from up there. Cause it's, it's gone. It's, it's going. So that's the other thing with the, the, the hair is that, you know, look, you're, you're, you're kind of committed to whatever's in your, in your genes. I've heard a lot of people say, if you if you want to know what your body hair is going to look like and your, your head hair is going to look like as a man transitioned, look to your mom's side of the family, like look to yes. the, right. And <laughs> so my mom's side of the family, very Italian, very hairy, uh, some balding, uh, and, and that's just, you know, where I've gone. So you can't control it. You can't, yeah. Put a put a line on it. You can't, you know, have too much control over it. So But I do got a nice beard because of it. So You do have a nice beard and mine's coming. I mean, I it feels like I think because this feels so right, so natural, so normal. Mm -hmm. I can't like when you just asked how long it was, like I cannot believe that I'm just gonna be at four years. Like I can't believe it. Like it feels like Like forever? You know. Yeah. yeah. It feels like forever. And so I guess I do still have so much to wait for. Like I'm so impatient with this with this damn beard and mustache. Like, and it's, it's you know, looking good. I think I like hey, it. In in 2018, I found this picture that I had taken. I was like on a field trip with one of my kids, and I really thought I was doing something. God, I mean, I think I had been down like 25 pounds, you know. So I was really like, oh, look at this. You know, I was still kind of like beefy too. So it was kind of like a. Um, Tanya used to call me like a football guy. She was like, oh, look at my football guy, you know. Um. So I like took this picture because I had like what four stuff. I might have sent it to you. I did get I, that. I like, took a picture and I was like this, you know. <laughs> and looking back, it's like you. <sighs> but yeah, so still happening. Well, yeah, happening. and you know, this will be my advice too because as I've started to think back to those years, I mean, I remember looking in my mirror, turning the light on, oh, you know, just dude. really wanting to see every change. And and I haven't thought about that in a long time until this show came up again and it really made me feel nostalgic about it because it's as much as like, I remember that feeling of like, this cannot happen, you know, 
any faster. Like I want this stuff 10 years ago. Yeah. It's real special and it's a unique experience yes. that trans folks get to go through. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people that go through puberty that, that like their, you know, um, their birth gender, um, you know, maybe they go through it a little bit, but trans folks go through it in a so, so much more intense way. So I would just recommend, I get it. I know how much people want to get through it, but um, mm. there's something I miss about it. Like there was something yeah. really, really special and cool about seeing your body go through that change and being so happy and knowing that it's directly connected to how you feel and how happy you are. Uh, you know, so as much as I know you want it to go faster, it's, 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 it's unique, you know, yeah. you just cool. reminded me of something. Um, I remember how, like, first of all, I was the worst. I mean, like every other day I'd be like, do you notice anything different about me? <laughs> you know, and people would be like, you look like you did yesterday. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I did that at work all the time. I'd be like, so looking any different? And they'd be like, no. Um, but you made me think of something that is so special. I remember because we look at ourselves every single day. And you're always looking. You are. Like, you're going to notice every single hair. You're going to notice when your jawline shifts a little. Like, when the little things right here start to pop up on your shoulders. Like, you are like you look at yourself all the time. You just are. But I remember the first time I actually saw what I looked like. Like. What do you mean? Like, when I saw, like, when I saw the difference. Okay. Like, like, you know, I was seeing myself every day and, like, thinking I saw stuff. But then one day... You know, I don't know if I had like turned funny, but like I got a glimpse of what I must look like to someone seeing me. And like, I just remember my heart beating so fast, like, fine, like, there it is. Wow. Like it happened. Like I, and so those are moments to cherish because it's like, I'll never, you know, I'll never forget it. And I hadn't thought about that in a long time, but I remember the first time I actually got to see it because I, you know, so that's huge. it is. I think. I think it's more beautiful than, than not mm -hmm. physically. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it happens, you know, you're going to be on testosterone potentially your whole life yeah. um, if you choose to. And those, the, the changes don't stop. I mean, you continue to have a, a hormone in your body and they continue to have effects throughout your whole life. So, you know, I still see changes constantly in my body. Um, you know, not just the hair, but everything else. Um, and I think what's what's good to know too is that uh, the more, you know, the, the muscles are going to change pretty quickly um, on their own if you don't do anything, if you don't feed it anything. But mm -hmm. uh, you can definitely increase that by taking care of your body, eating, you know, different foods and, and getting healthier and working out. I mean, working out, you are going to notice some pretty significant changes in a way that you didn't before you took testosterone you know your, your mm -hmm. muscles are going to grow quicker you're going to drop body fat much quicker um and sometimes those effects are desired and sometimes they're not so it kind of just depends on what you're you're looking uh, or how you want your body to uh, to present but you know just know that there's a kind of a fast forward button with testosterone of, of how quickly your body will change when you give it different inputs yeah and then the last thing I think under physical to just kind of touch on is the reproductive changes. Cause that's important um, to people, you know, what's it going to be like? Um, and Daniel and I both have different experiences with that. Um, you know, I told you, I started testosterone in 2017. Um, in 2015, I had a hysterectomy and, you know, it's really interesting how that happened. I mean, I, I, um, 
you know, I'd had some other issues or whatever, but like, and I, and I wasn't, and I didn't think anything about myself being trans. Right. But I remember when my doctor said to me, you know, we could attack this, you know, non-aggressively and just, you know, we could, you know, do a couple of interventions or we could take everything out. And I remember being like, take it all out. I mean, I was like, so adamant about that, even at that time. Cause this is pre, pre-transition, pre pre-transition. This is pre, trans. yeah. pre-recognizing and just something in me was like, if I could get rid of this, right. Like if I could get rid of this, that'd be great. Like I don't have to deal with that part of me. And I think that was an innate sign like, hello. <laughs> um, but so that happened before and I've never looked back. And I think, you know, f- for a lot of trans people, you know, that's not the goal. That's not an option. That's not even something that you want. And I think that all of that is important on both sides, you know, and I think if mine, if it hadn't happened for me that way, I can tell you based on having done it, that that would have been important to me. And so for anybody out there that is considering that, the only thing I tell you about it is um, it's probably behind the top surgery, the single greatest thing I've ever done. Because for me, that part of what was going on was too, was too much, much too much for me um, to, to handle. And I think it's helped me to come to be closer to who I am, to not have to have that, not to think about it, not to, you know, um, but there is another part of that, you know, in terms of if you want to have kids, right. And the kind of relationship that you're in, you know, and that's a whole different topic with lots of layers to it. Um, but things to consider. So that's mm-hmm. what I'd say about the reproductive changes. What would you say? Yeah. So such good information. Um, yeah, it was a little bit different for me. Um, in that uh, I didn't really know what I should do with those parts of my body. And so I've consulted with doctors um, different times, even up to last year to say, um, you know, I want a second or a third opinion, given, given everything that we know scientifically and medically right now, is it recommended I do this, right? And I've gotten a consistent response from multiple doctors that have said, it's one going to be up to you as a trans patient. It is going to be up to you whether you want to have that surgery or not. Um, some people do have underlying medical issues that may mm-hmm. um, require it, or may it, it may give you some some good outcomes um, to have um, you know either your um, uterus and or ovaries removed. And sometimes it's not necessary. So then you're going to have to make a decision if you think that it's going to benefit you and. Um, you know, for me, the, the, the response I've gotten back from the medical community is uh, there's no need for you to have it. There's no or to, to have the surgery. There's no increased rate in cancers uh, to, to leave those things there. And um, given all that, is this something that you want to open your body up to and remove organs from it? Um, and I, I've kind of taken the conservative route so far to say, if I don't need to open my body up, I'm not going to. Um, so mm-hmm. I've, I've, you know, for the most part, those things have shut down in my body because I've been on testosterone for so long. Um, you know, I take a, a regular, a regular dose of, uh, testosterone, whatever that might be. I don't have to take an increased, you know, amount because I have estrogen, uh, too much estrogen producing, um, in those areas. So for me, it's been something I've, I've just been able to, to not have to do, um, but it's always kind of something in the back of my mind that no one's ever going to say to you, I don't think at least right now, 
as a transgender person, you have to have it or you, or you shouldn't have it. It's going to be a choice mm. that as an individual you make if there's no other health conditions. So again, something that's just really important for you to have an honest conversation with your, your doctor and multiple doctors so that you know it's your choice and you know what that choice um, entails, you know, how it's going to impact you. But I think it's, um, it's also worth, you know, I, I think knowing both of those stories, what, what your experience was, Lane, um, and, and, and having that removed, um, and, and those parts of you removed and, and from my experience, not having that, um, both very valid and legitimate and no one's saying one way or another that one's right or wrong. So very personal choice, I think. Yep. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's personal. And I mean, if in general, like, you know, let's say you start T, um, you know, your periods will get lighter and probably stop. You know, and we know this is stuff that you can find on the internet, right? But just a little validation to it, you know, um, and just to make sure that you can hear these facts, right? Like they're going to get lighter or they'll stop altogether. Um, and T will reduce your ability to get pregnant, but it won't completely take it away. I mean, just things to keep in mind um, as you're out living your life, right? Like you can't, you know, you might be on T, but that doesn't take away any risk of you potentially getting pregnant, you know, if you still have those organs there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so there's things to think about. And I think one one more thing, um, you know, on that note before we move on to is the, you know, if you're keeping in um, your uterus and your ovaries, that th- those organs can develop cancer. And so it is important to make sure that you are talking to your doctor about that and that you are getting tested. You are having a, a, a pap smear regularly or however regularly is recommended. It is a sore spot for me. I, I It's one of the, the things that kind of, um, makes me uncomfortable in this process and not a whole lot does anymore. Um, but I do have a doctor that I trust that I can have these conversations with that as uncomfortable as it is, I still feel that, um, I still feel respect for my doctor when I do have these conversations and I feel the ability to, to be able to be honest about that. So that's really important as well. I mean, that, that, that kind of all goes together. You know, as we get to the healthcare, we talk about your doctor, we talk about your therapist. I mean, it's important to feel comfortable with these people because it's about your life. You know, it's about your life and your well-being. And, you know, the doctors that I work with, I, I love them. And we can talk about them more, but I mean, that, I just, we just can't stress that enough mm-hmm. is that with the risks associated, with putting a hormone in your body, with the changes that are going to happen, you know, the people that you, that are your resource people, right, your level of comfortability has to be up here. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, keep looking keep looking um absolutely so yeah Mm -hmm. so um we'll move on a little bit now to the emotional and mental changes so when we when we mentioned this earlier um you know we did talk about the this is just such an important area because as much as you're going to be experiencing physical changes you are going to experience uh emotional changes you're going to experience mental changes psychological changes um i know lane and i have shared a, a lot of stories with each other so i know lane that you've you've gone through some of these these changes as well. Um, you want to share it all about your experience, uh, experiences, um, as it relates to this. I mean, I think the, the, you know, one important thing to note is that like, you're, you're going to be you, right? Like you're still going to be you. Um, I just, you know, one of the big things for me is that the way that you perceive things because of the way that you're being perceived changes. Um, and that's just true. Like, you know, some of your relationships are going to change um, and it takes some getting used to. I mean, I think for me, I, I remember 
immediately, you know, I had more energy. I felt stronger. I felt more confident, right? Like I was just like, it's happening. You know, the first day of the rest of my life. Um, and, and you can ride that way for a while, right? But it's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. And, you know, I remember my first six months was a lot of up and down. I mean, you're emotional, you know, I mean, things that maybe didn't upset you before could send you into full on tears. And that's, you know, getting things, getting the right dose, making sure you're taking it at the right increments, talking to your doctor, looking at your levels. Right. But even still, you're, you're going to have mood swings. And I remember that my first six to eight months were like, what is going on? You know, like, who are you crazy person? But like, there's so many great moments. Cause like little hairs are sprouting up. Right. And you do feel more confident because somebody called you, sir. Um, but there's, there's just, there's a lot to, there's a lot to look out for. And your, your, you know, your circle is important. You know, the people you have for support, your therapist is going to be important because, you know, things are, things are going to change. Um, and the way you look at things, the way you react to things, and some of it's going to be good and some of it's not going to be good. Well, that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. It is. It's the truth. My there's, truth. There's not much way to avoid that, I don't think. Um, some some folks might experience more than others in these um, in these types of changes, uh, but it's important to just kind of know and look out for it. Uh, I definitely recommend for anyone that is um, going through a new process of being on tea or or is even in it for a long time. Trust those people that are around you to give you feedback. Uh, you know they're going to notice when things are different and um, and different in a way that might be unhealthy for you or others around you. Uh, I had when I started testosterone, I had a lot of other things in my personal life that I was dealing with things from my history, my past, my family. So I was I was kind of going through some mental health challenges at that time in my life already. So I'm in my early twenties mm-hmm. at that time and I'm, I'm a few years on T and I'm still not getting the dosages right. You know, I was doing injections for a while and then I switched um, eventually to, to compounding, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but my dosages weren't, you know, the same from the time I started until maybe about eight years in, did I get really stable on them? So those were changing, right? My levels of testosterone, how often I was getting it was changing. And I'm going through personal stuff. And what happened to me is that not only was I experiencing extreme depression at that time, uh, I also was then having anger management issues. Um, Hmm. I was having really significant anxiety. I was starting to take antidepressants. Um, And and I had a temper issue. and luckily at that time in my life, uh, I was with my wife, um, who wasn't my mm-hmm. wife at the time. We were, we were kind of in a newer relationship. Um, she's, she was such a strong human being that she was able to, to help me negotiate that I was, I had these kind of demons in me and with the testosterone, I was not acting right. Um, I was, you know, physically harming myself. I was, you know, mm. yelling and screaming a lot. There was just a lot of bad things coming mm-hmm. out. And at the time, it was interesting because I didn't necessarily correlate it to the testosterone. I, I mean, I was just like, I've got all this this shit that I'm dealing with, and I'm not dealing with it well. And it's pretty heavy and serious. And and, and you know, this is the kind of the result of it. But later in life being more educated on what testosterone does and hormones do, and having better doctors in my corner and um, 
just kind of understanding more what happened, so much of that, the result of what was going on uh, was that combination of I'm dealing with some personal stuff, but I'm also taking testosterone. So things are coming out instead of crying, I'm, I'm yelling instead of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, it's, um, it's, it's hard to directly identify sometimes that those changes are, are due to testosterone, but just know what you can expect. Um, no, no, you know, even to the extreme, what could come out so that you're ready to negotiate that situation. And you've got people in your corner that can say, Hey, you're, you're not acting right. Or you're getting, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and have someone in your corner as far as potentially a mental health counselor, um, or a specialist, because these things are going to come out, you know, it doesn't mean what, what's in your head and what's in your heart is going to change, but how you respond to that stimuli is going to change potentially and it's 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 a good thing to be aware so that you can go get some help if you need to yeah i think you just just kind of hit it right hit the nail right on the head i mean it's you know i i told this i told daniel this the other day you know i you know i don't have a short temper i would say or i didn't before you know but like you know i could get angry i could go from zero to 100 in about 60 seconds right and i think and i just told him it's down to probably about 15 seconds Mm -hmm. and that is just something that i am aware of now right it might have been 60 seconds before (laughs) it's 15 now and that just is what it is i mean that's still me it just gets to where i would have gotten before and that's things that you know as people we can you know we have to work on and do in general but it's it's also being aware and and understanding that it happens and, you know, working through it to, to, to you know, just working through it. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. work through it, you know, sometimes it is yeah. just like minor adjustments of your dosages and, and working through again with your doctors so that, um, you know, there's awareness that these things can impact the way that you, you behave and the way that you respond. Um, and, and then there's, you know, mental health counseling, which a lot of the stuff, a lot of us trans folks are going to just have a lot of baggage we're bringing with us at that point. So it may come out in certain ways. So just, you know, be aware, be kind to yourself, um, trust those people around you that are giving you feedback and don't be afraid to ask for help. If you do notice that you've got some, some negative things that are popping up. Um, you know, I mean, people call it roid rage for a reason, reason, like it's, it's powerful. It's potent. It's a hormone you're putting into your body It has significant Mm -hmm. impacts. Not all of them are desirable, doesn't mean you got to stop taking it, but you do have to acknowledge it so that you are not a harm to yourself or anyone else around you. Agreed. So heavy ish, but <laughs> important. Um, let's talk about the way that you, let's talk about the way that you do it. Right. Cause there's lots of different ways. Um, we had listened before. I mean, I think we should talk about the ways that we both do it. I do it by injection. Um, and that's how I started. And one of the things to know about that is that it is typically the most affordable um, and, and you know, might be covered by your insurance. Um, and depending on your dosage, right, you might take it, you know, once a week, tw- you know, every other week, um, like that, right? I take testosterone once a week. Um, Do you give it to yourself? When I first, yep, I give it okay. to myself. And that's kind of hilarious because when I first went um, – I was on a bi-weekly dose. I think that's what she started me off with. I was on a bi-weekly dose. And when I got my first shot, I just kept saying to myself, or I even told her, I'm going to have to go to my, you know, primary care doctor every time to get my shot. Cause like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And like, give it to yourself. You didn't me, think you could, you yeah, could, yeah. I didn't think I was going to get myself my shot. And she looked at me and she was like, 
yes, you are. Like, what if you travel? Like, also, you're a grown up. Chill out. And, you know, I know that, you know, some people might have real, you know, phobias with needles and stuff like that. And I think I was just more scared. But, like, it is a thing that I do every week, and it just has become part of my life. I mean, it's um, – Where do you I don't give think it to people talk, Where? Uh-huh. So, at first – so, because I got my first shot, in my arm like that's where I did it for the longest time then I'm like on this Facebook group and people get to talking about shots and they're like yeah you know I do it in my butt and I'm like in the butt and they're like dude why aren't you doing it like in your butt or thigh like where there's all this meat and so now right in that butt cheek we get her done Um, but you know one thing that people that I don't think people admit that we should and I'm just going to do it for everyone is like because I used to give myself a hard time about this like sometimes you miss your shot. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you do like shit happens, like you're living or like, you're like, God, I don't feel like going to get three things. I don't feel like getting the needle, the adapter. I don't feel like going to my other fridge to get the testosterone. I don't feel like getting the alcohol swabs. Like sometimes you're like that, you know? And so don't beat yourself up. Like don't wait weeks, you know, but like, you know, just pick it up on the next one. Don't double it. You know, like, sometimes you miss it and like things happen. Like if you miss it and you get back to it the next day, like sure. Right. But like, don't we doubling it up cause you missed it. So, I mean, I miss mine sometimes and I, I used to feel really bad about it, but now I'm just kind of like, well, yeah, you're doing okay. So does your insurance cover your tea, your health insurance? Yes. I have a, I have a copay. Yes. But yes, I have, but I have blue cross blue shield. I'm very fortunate. And in Michigan, um, they have really good trans trans health coverage. Um, you know, even with, you know, my top surgery, I am blessed and fortunate um, that 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 was covered, you know, and that comes down to, again, the right doctor, right? Taking the steps, you know, getting your letter, getting things in order, going through the, you know, I went to the University of Michigan Health System and, you know, I mean, insurance, insurance can make a lot of things easier and i've i've definitely been fortunate you know definitely definitely been fortunate but yeah my my tea's covered and honestly one one quick little just tip i'll give you give everyone is i used to go into walgreens and i used to have to buy the needles right i go to the pharmacies and when i get my tea i'd say okay can i get you know, five of this size and five of this size, right? And they'd often be out. They wouldn't know what I was talking about. They couldn't find them. They'd, like, it just was a hard time. Mm-hmm. They're call, calling attention to it. Or like, if I was just out of needles and I, and I had testosterone, you know, you're going up to the counter asking for needles. They're very intrusive, right? I just hated it. And so now I get my needles online from, it's a place called Syringes Needles Depot. Like, I order them like I have like a year supply I do it every January you know like they're here and then I get my testosterone through pill pack okay like it comes on time you don't have to deal with these people asking you questions looking at you um Mm -hmm. and so and I'll put that in the show notes too but yeah great this is one thing I want to add Mm -hmm. yeah so how do you do it good point god I just talked forever that's good though that this information is so important um I think application is it gives a lot of people anxiety I think most people from from my understanding of my research it seems like most um uh trans men are taking through injection like you said it's just it's the most readily available it's by far the most affordable uh luckily health providers now are more and more willing to cover it um which is great um 
uh, and there's there's less side effects than there are taking it orally and in some of the other ways. Um, I started out through injections. I was going like I think every three weeks to my my doctor when I was younger, and they would inject me. And then finally, you know, I met my wife, and she was very comfortable being able to administer it to me. So she would give me a shot in the butt every three weeks or two weeks. I was never on weekly doses. Um, and that could have been part of why I ended up getting away from it because I was feeling like peaks and valleys. I was mm. up and down and, and it was mm-hmm. just, it was really hard on, on my system. Plus I'm going through kind of, you know, experiencing depression at the time and having anger management issues. Um, and so finally, um, I, I switched healthcare providers. I went to the, the large university system here in Michigan who they had a, a transgender unit and, um, and there was a recommendation that, you know, there's, there's a, um, a, a way you can take this compounded and compounding medication. If you're not familiar with it is a cream that is, uh, made specifically per patient. So it can get down to a very, um, uh, a very personalized way of dosing it. Like how much of the cream do you put on your body? Where do you put it? And, and how much of the medication is in that cream? Uh, it's also made in, in, in gel and, um, uh, other cream packs or like patches, but the compounding is very specific. The problem with compounding though, is that it's not covered by insurance. Um, mm. it has been by far the most effective for me. I put it on daily. I put it on my arms. Um, you're supposed to put it where there's not a lot of hair. It happens to be like the only part of my body that has limited hair. So, um, you know, I sound like an ape <laughs> you're right like now, don't putting I? it on the inside of your palms. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, <laughs> Uh, I'm, yeah, re- put it on your forehead. I, I'm really not an ape. I think I'm just oversensitive about my my hair. But yes, yeah, so I put it on the inside of my arms. I do have to be careful though when I put it on that, you know, for a couple of hours, I don't want to be rubbing that part of my body on like any other body. So like, you know, my wife or my cats. Um, so yeah. so there's some drawbacks to it, obviously. How do you know how much to put on? Um, so the pump, um, it, it, good question. Oh, right. You told the, me about yeah, this. The so the cream, the cream comes in a pump. And so I do two pumps. Um, it's all, you know, um, dosed out for you which is really helpful and i do it daily and it has really helped um i mean you know trust me i went through a lot of therapy i did a lot of self-work so i was able to to control a lot of the issues that i had and work through those um but i do think that part of my success in that was changing the way that i administered the the testosterone for me i mean Mm. it's a hormone so you're just gonna have these fluctuations and for me i like consistency and i like daily um and insurance has never covered any of my uh, trans health. Mm. It hasn't covered surgeries. It hasn't covered testosterone. It, you know, the only thing I get covered is my doctor's visits now at this point. Um, and I've got good health insurance. Um, and I, you know, if I went back to injections, uh, I I think it would be covered, Mm -hmm. but I, I just think I'm, um, I'm kind of at a point. I never really liked the needles either. I felt a lot of soreness in my muscles from it. So, um, I like the fact that I can, you know, here's another thing to listen. If you miss your shot, okay, and let's say you miss your shot twice, you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. You know how I know? Because I've done it. Like, you're going to feel it, and it's not going to feel good. And by not going to feel good, I mean, you're either – it could be all of these things, but, I mean, it, that roller coaster is back. Like, you're going to know that something is missing, right? You could get edgy. You could feel tired. You could feel moody, um, right? I mean – it's important, right? It's a, it's a medication that you're on. You have to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that you said, oh, I just kind of lost it. Uh, I lost it. I lost it. That's right. going to be great though. <laughs> it's going to come back. I, I have confidence in you. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, one of the you things I'm interested in too, um, because things keep changing are the, there's these pellets now. 
so the pellets go in. I think they go on the side of your hip. There is a very minor surgical procedure. There's a couple that they put in you. Um, and it is supposed to deliver a really consistent dose uh, to your body. So, and I think this is like every three to four months you get them replaced. So imagine like not having, like I worry sometimes when I go on vacation, like, um, you know, I accidentally, I was camping one time and I accidentally threw, <laughs> I didn't accidentally do it. I just didn't do it right. But I threw our bag of like all of our toiletries and food over this crevasse and then it got stuck. So we weren't able to lift it back up and my medication's in there. And I'm like, okay, Ugh. I can go to the store and buy toothpaste, but like I can't go get testosterone right now. So if I go, right. I can maybe go a, a day or two without many side effects, but much longer than that, like I'm not comfortable with. So, so there's definitely mm -hmm. this you know, kind of like a panicky feeling that if anything happens to this medication and I travel a lot, like if I, if I lose it, right. um, that's not good. So, so I like the idea of being able to go longer periods of time without it, um, and not have to worry or what if it gets stopped at, you know, the border patrol and they take it and yeah. all that stuff. But I know what I was going to say. I was going to say two things. One was going to be about your pump, you know, cause it just reminds me, you know, you say they have it all dosed out or whatever. And like, I just want to make sure like you get two pumps, but does that mean like when you're like at the, the creamer station that you could be like, <laughs> you know, like a long pump or like, is it like a, <laughs> you know, you have to, that's my first question for okay. you. Okay. No, it's, it's the, it's, it's, it's just like a, you know, it's like a quick finger pump and it's, it's like, there's no way you can manipulate the pump. The only okay. way you're going to get more or less is if you do more or less pumps. That's it. Okay. Got mm -hmm. it. Okay. So that, now that we have that all taken care of, cause you know, I don't, Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the thing I was going to say that I do like about the injection, I mean, if you can like injections, is that like, I mean, it's just a mental thing for me, but like, it's like kind of a power thing, right? Like if you were to give it, like if you were a, a, in an action movie, right? <laughs> like think of a, you know, the villain or the hero and they like, take it and it's time for their shot. And like, <laughs> and it's like rah, rah, you know, like that. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but like uh, right afterwards in the first couple of days, I'm just like, yeah, I can lift up a car now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you are my new superhero. <laughs> you have officially, I just got done that's watching right. the, the the season one of, of Watchmen. Like you are my new like injectable <laughs> T-Man superhero. Right. I, right. I love that image. <laughs> T-Man. T-Man oh. activate. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I love right, it! Man. I gotta, What's I gotta next? get me a T-shirt with you on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. T-man, T-man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're killing me today. Uh, so yeah, so so next is uh, let's see. I want to make sure we covered all that. Yes, we did. Okay, so moving on then. <laughs> T-man. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next, next up is uh, is risk. Um, so the risk yep. involved in taking testosterone, which is something that uh, we've been alluding to and, and mentioned some of the different risks involved, um, you know, but it's, it's really important that, I mean, this is your health. Um, you, you have to know and you have to be in control uh, and be aware of, of different things that can happen and know that it's not an all or nothing. Know that, you know, it's not like someone's going to rip you off testosterone because you experienced some, some issues. It just means that you right. need to work with your doctor so that you guys can, can figure out what needs to change so that you remain healthy. You know, you're going to be happier in life. You're going to be more who you are. You're going to want to live a longer life. Um, so, so make sure from the very beginning, uh, you're, you're doing this in a way that is, um, is, is recognizing that. Uh, we had mentioned earlier the two biggest risks, um, and, and, and there's, you know, 
the the biggest risk I'd say that I know of right now that I'm worried about that I that I have concerns about is the the blood clotting. Um, that, like I said, this wasn't something that was ever uh, information given to me when I was younger, and it's more and more prevalent in conversations that I'm having with healthcare provider providers, and I'm seeing other trans men start to talk about it, which is great because you know knowledge is power. Um, but th- that is a concern. Um, one way you can limit that concern substantially is by making sure you're getting your levels tested. Most any good doctor is going to require you to be getting your blood labs every three to six yep. months, at least twice a year. Usually when you start yep. out, it might be more. Are you on uh, twice a year lane? Twice a year. Twice yep. a year right now. Um, so, I, But my first my first two years, though, I had to go like every quarterly. I had to go four, four times. Yep. Which is great because when you're new I to it. I wanted to. Yes. When you're new to it, you have no idea how your body's going to respond. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but there's all different ways. You know, if you, if you get some high levels of something, that's when, you know, you're going to work with your doctor to figure out how to make adjustments. It's not an all or nothing thing. So making sure that you are operating within optimal levels of, of uh, where everything should be. I mean, they're going to be looking at your testosterone and your estrogen levels. They're going to be looking at cholesterol. They're going to be looking at your um, all, all sorts of different counts, blood, uh, different blood cell counts, just to make sure that your body is not reacting in a negative way and that nothing's going off the charts into an area that might be considered risky. Um, so what we would say to this, I think, is, you know, bottom line, be working with a doctor that is going to be requiring that you get tested regularly it can feel like a pain in the ass sometimes but that is your health and if you go every yeah. six months um if anything changes you know you're going to be able to get out in front of it before uh things are too too severe so uh, you know be aware of that yep um and then as we move into health um which is the last category of our guide um what i'd say to add on to what daniel just said is you know sometimes like in my case, my primary care physician isn't who prescribes my testosterone, but he's willing to work with that doctor, you know, and share things and communicate. And so, um, you know, that's another thing that you can consider, um, you know, if you have a doctor right now, that's your primary care physician that you like, right? Like in my case, this person, you know, I think, might have been the one that birthed me or whatever, you know, delivered wow. me. <laughs> he didn't birth me. My mom did that. <laughs> he delivered me. Don't take that credit um, away from her. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? And so he, he's been in my life for 40 years and it was a, hmm. quite a conversation, but you know, wow. willing to work. And so that can be helpful too. Um, especially when you're talking about blood work, like, you know, I live in Lansing, my doctor that prescribes my testosterone is in Ann Arbor, you know? And so having that relationship is good. Great um, but as we move into healthcare, you know, like I said before, Dan and I, we aren't the the experts on this, but, you know, when we look at insurance coverage, right, um, in terms of resources, the National Center for Tran- Transgender Equality um, has really great information, um, a comprehensive guide to kind of um, understanding health insurance um, and how to ensure that you're covered. Um, and so also, you know, different insurance companies, like Daniel said, cover different things. Um, and you know, that's what I'd say about that. Right. And like the doctor, we've said that a hundred times, the doctor's important. And one thing we haven't talked a lot about is the, the mental health part of it in terms of, um, a therapist. Um, and that person is important and that person's important to this whole process, right? Because, you know, they're the ones that are going to write you that letter that you take. Um, and also they're the ones that are going to, you know, really help to support and ground you through this. Um, yeah. You want to talk about some of the online 
trans healthcare stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll add those um, to our list for sure. Um, I think you know what Lane what Lane suggests is so important is like you got to have your team. Um, yeah, testosterone is serious. It's a serious hormone. Um, I don't know if we've stressed that enough already. Hopefully, we have, but it it, it is serious, and there's some changes that could be um, undesirable. And and so when those changes occur, you want to be able to have people on your team that can help you work through those so that you can continue to have the desired effects of, uh, hormone therapy as a trans man. Um, but doing it in a way that is safe, because again, you're going to be happier. You want to be healthier. You want to live a longer life. So make sure from the very beginning, you are getting, uh, the right people on this. And, uh, that's such a great point lane too, of, you know, having a doctor that you'd like to work with Maybe they don't have any prior experience working with trans folks, but they can always connect with those doctors that are now on your mm-hmm. new team. You can you can you know create that however you want. So super good point. Um, one thing that's uh, that's kind of new new to me in the in the the trans community in healthcare is um, uh, the some online based healthcare providers specifically for hormone therapy for trans folks, which is so cool. So two of them, one's been around for a little while, uh, called Plume P L U M E. We're gonna put these resources up on the show notes and also on our website for you guys to check out too. But Plume, um, they do everything from labs, uh, prescriptions, writing letters for um, gender affirming um, uh, surgery, and also monitoring your progress. Uh, and, and, and giving you virtual access to care as well, all online, which is awesome. So if you happen to be in an area that you're struggling to figure out if there's doctors in, you know, in a, um, uh, a location close enough to you, you know, you're struggling with that, which is a, a very real possibility. Uh, these online companies are awesome. So you can go through all of your home hormone therapy needs through these organizations. Um, the other one to mention too is, um, Folks Health, and that's F-O-L-X Health. Um, you can find them at folkshealth.com. They are about to launch in January 2021. They have some information on all social media right now. They've got a Facebook page, they're on Instagram, I know, uh, and they do have a webpage as well. So you can sign up to be part of their lo- newsletter right now, get information as things start to generate mm-hmm. in January 21 with what they're going to offer, but very, very similar uh, virtual consultations, labs, and meds shipped directly to your home. Um, and I do know that they are promoting themselves as a queer trans, uh, provider, meaning that the, the folks that are on their team at folks are, uh, trans and queer. <laughs> so you can be confident that the people you're talking to understand your situation are sympathetic mm-hmm. to it. Uh, and, and it will definitely be able to provide you very respectable, um, uh, uh healthcare as far as your hormone needs go. So those are just two. There could be more out there. Lane and I are going to keep continuing to research this, and we do hope to provide a episode in the future, near future, that is uh, totally focused on healthcare because it is such a big part of us taking care of our bodies as trans folks. And it's also been a problematic area. I'm, I've had situations where I've had doctors that have not been not been good, have not understood the trans experience, have not understood the trans body. I've had very embarrassing situations. Um, and I don't want anyone to go through that. So know mm-hmm. that your body is, is, uh, is a beautiful thing and that your experience is a, is a challenging experience, but it is beautiful as well. And that the people you have working with you on your team need to respect that. And they need to have some understanding. And just like Lane's doctor, primary care, that, that doesn't maybe have much knowledge, they want to know. They want to go and find yeah. more information out. They want to work with people that can help them know how to treat you um, respectfully as a patient and, and do it in a way that, that keeps you safe. Um, you have every right to that. Uh, so I can't stress that enough, how important that is. Um, hopefully these two uh, online resources we mentioned to you um, 
may be helpful and, and there's definitely some more uh, I, I believe that are probably going to keep continuing to come out all those again on our website and our show notes I love the idea of that that folks queer and trans healthcare. I mean, I just mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love to see it pop up. Um, I mean, this is this is a lot, you know. I mean, if I had to kind of try to put this in a nutshell, right? One thing I'd say is like enjoy the ride, and because it, it is, it's a ride. Like enjoy that ride, but it's also like, man, you know, get ready because for me. And for many people, I see these posts all the time, right? Getting my first shot today or got my first appointment or got my first consultation about tea today. I mean, this is a big damn deal. It's a big deal. And, you know, it is exciting and you should be happy and thrilled, right? But also prepared. Um, And also, you know, kind of aware of what could possibly happen, but also kind of set yourself up for success, right? Your team, your team, your team is important you know, love your doctor, right? If I could say be patient, I'm not a good example of that, but like be patient (laughs) if you can or don't, you know? Um, But this is, it's a, it's the ride of a lifetime to me, you know? Um, And it's changed, it's changed my life. I mean, I'm better because of it. And so if I had to kind of wrap all of what we just talked about, you know, I think like I told you before, reward outweighs the risk 100% for me. And, um, you know, this is, this is all, this is all great stuff, you know, Mm. every minute of it. So true. So true. Uh, final note for me would be just for, uh, you know, we're, we're developing, which is a really beautiful thing, a a pretty significant, uh, cis following. So individuals that are interested in learning about the trans experience, but that aren't necessarily trans, uh, for, for you out there, our friends out there that are cis and, and, and our, our allies, um, as you see people go through hormone therapy, know that there could be significant changes, good effects, bad effects. Um, so just be aware, be looking out, um, be comfortable, maybe engaging in those conversations to show your support, but maybe also call attention to things that you might have concerns about, you know, are they kind of exhibiting signs that are, uh, maybe not so healthy for, for you or for them. Um, and be ready to have those conversations. Ultimately just be able to support them. They are going to change in a lot of ways, but we all remain the same person too. Um, some things are going to be a little bit different, uh, but it doesn't change us as a, as a whole person. Um, so so be ready for that in, in your own way, right? As someone that's loving someone that's trans and trying to support them, you're going to see some changes. It's okay. Feel comfortable having conversations with them. As trans folks, I know I've had so many conversations lately. Um, I, I think a lot of people feel the same way I do, where I'm very open to people c- conversing to me about being trans. I think a lot of times the, the cis community struggles with knowing what's appropriate, making someone feel uncomfortable or comfortable, uh, but engage us, have conversations, let us know when, yep. when you're seeing things, good and bad. Um, we, we do always, I think for the most part, appreciate that when it's done in a, in a way with integrity and support in mind. Uh, so that would, that would be my last, uh, message uh, of advice for everyone. Uh, but super important talk and always, like you said, Lane, such an exciting time in our life as, as trans folks to be, um, to be given hormones and to be given tea and to see those changes happen. So we just hope this helps people have a better yeah. understanding of what to expect. Uh, and, and like you said, be prepared. Um, it's yeah. And like, right. Ask us stuff. I mean, you can email us at lane and Daniel at gmail.com and ask us stuff like trans, cis, everybody in between ask us. I mean, that now Daniel said this earlier, knowledge is power, but like, that's what we're here for too. Is to, is to, is to say stuff. I mean, this has been a great show, Daniel. Mm-hmm. It's been a great show. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's a good so, start to 21, right? <laughs> here you go again. I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> 
Jesus. We're, we're a few hours away. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Life's gonna be very different yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm I'm being bratty, you know. My family my family is gone. I I own a I partly own a company with my mom. Um an events company and we have uh and like there's not events going on per se but like we have a setup and so i have to work you know i got res- responsibilities my family's gone and i'm sad and i'm a brat about it and so you know i might be 40 but like i swear i am just bratty von bratterson sometimes <laughs> god i will call you at midnight i'll call you before midnight because oh, hopefully your wife's gonna says, call you at midnight so i will call you she says that. she's gonna facetime and we're gonna kiss the phone and i'm just like i'm not kidding i'm kidding. i guess i am <laughs> Anyway, okay, we need something from our friends, right? Yes, from all do. of our friends out there, okay? Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and check out our website at thereconstructedman.com. Lots of cool stuff there. Um, this guide is going to be there. You can find out more about Daniel and I. You can listen to um, previous episodes and you can subscribe on whichever platform uh, you listen or watch. And make sure that you like and rate us because that does help people find us. And please keep sharing the show. Uh, it's been awesome to watch uh, our friends grow and our community grow from this podcast. So please continue to do what you're doing. It's been working and we thank you for that. That's right. All right. Keep rocking you because nobody can do you like you can. This is the Reconstructed Man podcast. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Who messed up? We had our little. I think. I'm Lane Ingram. I'm Daniel Thurman. And this is the Reconstructed Man Podcast. All right. Peace out. Peace.